Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Monday Morning Assist is brought to you by Coach Unplugged and the great people over at teachhoops.com for basketball coaches who want to get better. Here is our host, Eric Shirk. This is Eric Shirk bringing you the Monday Morning Assist. On this episode, A License to Drive. Brought to you by the great people at teachhoops.com for basketball coaches who want to get better winning resources, videos, one-on-one mentoring, private forums, and so much more. Check out teachhoops.com today. Now, on this episode, a license to drive. Say a rite of passage in a young person's life. Can't wait to get that learner's permit and uh, get as much practice under your belt as you possibly can for that year. And then it's time to go take the test for your driver's license. Boy, isn't that a key to freedom, a key to the universe? You get that license, and your life from that point on is really never the same. And using that as the perfect example to the rite of passage on the basketball court to becoming a great driver in your game becoming a great driver on the basketball court and how important that is to observe the rules of the road, so to speak, on the court to be the best driver you can be. Uh, The best conditions to drive, uh, the best conditions not to, Um, how to navigate the course, What, uh, what can you expect from other drivers you know what can you learn from other drivers what do you want to take with you as I always say and uh, what to leave behind so you get that learner's permit and in this case that's translation of your initiation on the basketball court to the first point of your basketball career 
that you're mobile, that you're beyond the fundamentals enough that you can navigate uh, and you feel comfortable driving to the basket, uh, you feel comfortable with your ball handling, with your footwork, whatever the case may be. Uh, I'd say the average age you know, varies, but let's just say maybe maybe 10 or 11, maybe 12 years old. Uh, anything below that can often be more of a uh, kind of a random uh, wildness uh, to most young players' games from, from that age, uh, 10 or below. There's really not a lot of consistency there. Maybe they'll drive every now and then, but they're they're not really sure how they got there. It's just kind of acting on on instinct rather than uh, sticking with a plan. So whatever age you get your learner's permit, and uh, what do you need to do when you have your learner's permit? Well, you, you're required to drive with a licensed driver for a full year. At least I'm assuming that's how it still works. It's been a while for me, but um, I'm pretty sure the rules are relatively the same. So what does that mean on the basketball court? Well, you want to learn from who's ahead of you. Who's, uh, who's the elder statesman on your team? You know, you can be an elder statesman and still be a young man or a young woman. It just means you have a little more experience or a lot more experience than, uh, than the players below you, and they become your licensed driver. So encourage your youngest players to learn from the uh, slightly older players. Uh, a great example would be encouraging freshmen to learn from the juniors and seniors and encouraging uh, for the younger, the younger age group encouraging the fourth and fifth graders to learn from the eighth graders. And it doesn't mean that everybody in between just disappears, but uh, they're kind of in the mix already. So those are your licensed drivers. And I, I always like to drive home that concept. Watch what your your peers are doing. Um, what are they doing right? What are they doing wrong? Pick their brain. Um not only visualize, but you want to uh, conceptualize verbally as well. Why Why did you go left on that? Why did you pull up short for the floater instead of trying to finish at the basket? I didn't think, I didn't think you were any danger there of getting blocked. Why did you, why did you opt for the floater? Ask questions. Get, get players, especially young players, in the habit I'm not only asking you questions, but asking their teammates questions, especially their their elder teammates, their their teammates that have been there for several years more, and also asking themselves questions. Why why should I drive right here? I I have a pretty decent look at a three pointer. Um, am I going to get uh, in trouble if I pass up this look? Am I going to get in trouble if I if I don't pass up this look because the lane just parted like the Red Seas. Uh, she, you can't get a lot of answers until you're asking questions. So that's a part of this, just like a, uh, a teenager would be doing with the licensed driver that they're driving with. 
they should be asking questions and their parents and the people around them should be encouraging them to ask questions and sink it in and I'm a big fan of taking notes I know that's kind of like a dirty word or a dirty concept for young people I didn't like taking notes when I was young either but you remember things better when you write them down and uh, the squeaky wheel gets the grease uh, as the old saying goes so the more the more questions you ask the more answers you'll get you just want to make sure that you're asking uh, the right people and getting your players uh, in the habit of asking the right people so eventually you're gonna have to pass the test to go from a learner's permit driver to an actual licensed driver so something to think about in this translation process uh, of example of uh, driving on the court to comparing it to driving on the road is what would be the car key you know whether it's whether it's your car you know uh, parents will say uh, you know when, when you get your license this is your car or whether it's the family car or whether it's a, a friend's car whatever it may be there's only one way to start the engine and that's with the key uh, of course I know there's a, a lot of modern technology nowadays it's uh, different but just from the old-school standpoint what is the key to starting your your car on the basketball court well I look at the key as your ball handling that's like your that's your car key and the way your ball handling uh, operates on instinct uh, based on what the defense is giving you on rhythm whatever the case may be that's like putting that key in the ignition and starting that engine you know what type of key does your ball handling represent what is it unlocking is it unlocking a a hatchback in a you know a, a geo metro or is it unlocking a lamborghini or somewhere in between what engine are you starting it all depends on your ball handling uh, that's going to depend on how you drive and uh in this example and, and what you drive so that's number one and number two is GPS. Now, GPS, of course, is uh, you know somewhat of a of a newer concept as far as being a mainstream part of automobiles. What does your GPS and a car translate to on the court as a driver on the court? And I would say the GPS on the court is your instinct, your natural God-given instinct of what to recognize, what's right, what's wrong, what's available, what's not. Uh, what's safe, what's dangerous, whatever it may be, your instinct on the court is just like your GPS in a car. So ball handling is the car key. That's the, that's the key to the ignition. And then instinct is the GPS. Where are you going? What are you going to do when you get there? How do you get there? Everything in between. So you take the test. Hopefully you pass it the first time. Now, what's the test on the court compared to taking your driver's license test? Well, for the most part, it's going to be game action. How are you surviving taking it to the hole in, in a game? How often? Uh, how successful? How unsuccessful? Are you getting pounded into the ground? Are you able to navigate through the trees, through the physicality? Are you getting to the free throw line? What exactly have you applied that you've learned from your peers and from your coaches 
uh, and from watching game footage and, and so on and so forth, uh, you passed that test by having those answers. And you're able to tell yourself, tell your coaches, tell your teammates, this is why I did this. It wasn't just random. It wasn't wild. This is why I went, I went left. This is why I pulled up short for a floater. This is why um, I decided to, to go reverse side. I thought I was going to get blocked on the left, so I, I went ahead and finished on the other side. Whatever it may be, that's passing the test. Congratulations, you passed the test. Here's your license to drive, just like in the real world. Now, you've got your license. What does this mean? Well, number one, it means you're on your own. You don't need somebody to sit by anymore and to hold your hand. You know, does that automatically mean that you know everything and that you've got all the answers and you're the greatest driver ever? No way. Even the best drivers that have been driving for years, you can always learn more. You can always be safer. You can always be more efficient. Uh, you can always be more successful, whether you're driving on the highway or driving on the basketball court. It just means that you're on your own. Now, what are you going to do about it? Well, as you ask more questions, as you soak up more, just as we talked about, that they will and the they will audio blog, uh, you know, young people are sponges. So the more you soak up, you should be becoming more comfortable. So you're going to want to really gauge that in all your players and remind them, are you comfortable? Ask them. Uh, drive that point home. Comfortable now? Were you more comfortable when you uh, when you took it on that drive in the first two minutes of the game, or were you more comfortable in that drive in the last two minutes of the first quarter, uh, the one that you got fouled and went to the free throw line? What What's working for you? What's not? As you become more comfortable in a car, the next step is you have the want, usually, Young people that become more comfortable say, I want to drive more. I want to drive further. You, you start getting to the point, you know what, I want to get out on the interstate. You know, a lot of young people are scared of getting on the interstate, and I don't blame them. <laughs> I'm still scared. So you have that process that's taken place that now you're on your own. How long is it taking you to become comfortable? Become comfortable with each level of driving? And then as you become more comfortable with each level, what are you doing with it? Are you driving more often? Are you driving further and further away? Uh, what are you picking up along the way? Are you writing it down? Are you remembering? Or is it just kind of like, oh, I'm here. I don't know how I got here, but, you know, thank goodness I'm in one piece. No, no, no. You always want to remember how you got to where, where you are uh, at any point in life, whether it's driving a car, driving on the basketball court, or just living in general, you always want to remember how you got to where you are. Because the best way to learn about the present and the future is to look to the past and uh, think about where you started from and how you got to where you are. So now that you're getting more comfortable and you're doing more with what you're learning, you get to the two key concepts on the road and on the basketball court, at least in my opinion. And those two concepts are this. Offensive driving and defensive driving. Now, it's pretty simple, of course. On the road, you know, offensive driving, 
you don't want to get confused by this, so I don't really want to get too much into it. But offensive driving is just basically just letting things unfold uh, in, in front of you. And uh, being the, uh, the, the secondary uh, decision maker. Okay, everybody's making their decisions first and then you're reacting. Now, defensive driving is just the opposite. You're taking the bull by the horns. This is where I'm going and I'm going to get there regardless of what anybody else is thinking or trying around me. I will make this turn. I will pass. This car is going too slow. I will pass them. Uh, whatever it is. Maybe the speed. You know, speed kills on the road just like it kills on the court. Fortunately, it's two completely different things. The first time I heard of that phrase was from Chip Kelly, speed kills. Well, that's great on the football field and on the basketball court, but uh, just a, you know something that, uh, that coaches should always remember that beyond teaching the game, we're also teaching life, number one. We're teaching kids how to be the best young men and young women they can be, and eventually the best men and best women they can be, and that translates into everything uh, that 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 goes on from there, you know. Um, and so, you want to make sure that they realize that just because you're talking about flying on the basketball court as fast as you can, uh, you don't want them to ever think for a second that they should be out there speeding in the real world on the on the road. So, the thought of this offensive and defensive driving are you making the first move are you the aggressor or are you letting everybody else make the first move and then you react a um, couple of quick things to go with the concept on the court of offensive driving and like I said you don't want to get them confused because the offensive term of course uh, in this case actually talking about the offensive end um, being more of a of a scoring situation uh, being oriented with the the offense that your team is running and how can you get the most out of it by driving to the basket so on on that part of the concept the basketball part of offensive driving a couple things to think about number one you don't ever want to run out of gas Okay, no wasted motion. Don't take five dribbles when four dribbles will do. Don't give your defender three juke moves when you only need one. Uh, at some point, you can have too much of a good thing in any situation. And it's the same thing with driving to the basket. No wasted motion. Just, just gradually as time goes by, eliminate the things that you're doing that don't serve a purpose. And you'll be surprised if you eliminate some of that wasted motion and eventually, hopefully all of it, you're going to have a lot more energy and you're not going to run out of gas. So that's a big one. Don't run out of gas. Number two, if you're not relying on your first step to create space or to get to the basket, if you feel that you need to make a move, your defender is, is on you like glue, in most cases, not all, but in most cases, I like to remind players of the of the concept, one move and stick. One move and stick. Make one move and stick with it. Commit. If you cross over left, 
Make sure it's the best crossover that you have available to you, the best one that's in your arsenal. Stick with it. Commit to it. Don't think to yourself halfway through the move, oh, I may have to hit him with a second move. I don't know if he's going to buy it. It's too late. You decide to make a move, stick with it. It goes back to wasted motion. If you just sit there and put on a dribbling clinic, you're not getting anywhere. It may look pretty. It's not accomplishing anything, and it's going to zap your strength as the game goes on. So make a move and stick. One move and stick. Uh, another part of this, uh, of this list is weaving through traffic and changing lanes. Uh, it all unfolds as time goes by, each practice, each scrimmage, each game. But you, you don't want to make a habit of constantly second-guessing every, every route that you choose on the road and every route that you choose on the basketball court. Um, you don't want to be one of those drivers uh, on, on either side of the fence, on, on, the, on the road or on the court. You don't want to be weaving through traffic and changing lanes all the time. Now, on the basketball court, you are going to have to navigate a lot of moving obstacles um, that are designed to stop you. As we're on the road, there's not a lot out there designed to stop you. It doesn't mean that there aren't many people, places, and things that can or will stop you, but most of them aren't designed for that. Other than, than a stop sign or a red light uh, and a stepping on the brakes, other than that, it's pretty much open season. But on the basketball court, that defense is there no matter what. And unless you're out on the break and you're ahead of everybody, you're going to have to find a way to navigate through the defense when, in that case, you're going to have to weave through traffic a little bit. You're going to have to change lanes a little bit. But always take the most efficient route possible. Run it through your GPS. What is your GPS on the court? It's your instinct. Always have your GPS turned on. What's the best route? What's the best course? Uh, the last part of this before we, uh, before we just bring it home is somewhat similar to something that... Uh, we just talked about and that's drive with a purpose make sure that you have some semblance of order in your mind of where you're going and why you're going there and that's that's for of course driving in the real world and and driving on the basketball court make sure that you're always driving with a purpose now into the defensive driving section real quick. It's pretty plain and simple. I look at defensive driving on the basketball court as physical driving. How are you going to get to the free throw line? The James Harden school of basketball. And I'm not a huge James Harden fan. His, I don't know. It's, I, it just, I just don't trust him as a player. He just... He doesn't have that it factor to me, but it doesn't really matter at this stage of the game. We're not talking about James Harden, but he is a great example of somebody who knows how to get to the free throw line. So the more physical driver you are, the more physical of a driver you are on the basketball court. In my mind, that means the more of a defensive driver you are. You're seeking contact. You're making the first initiation. 
of physicality and contact. You're not letting the game come to you. You're taking the game by the horns and you're letting everybody know you're going to feel me. And whether that ref blows the whistle or not, I will be physical and I will be a defensive driver and I'm going to make sure that everybody remembers me when this game is over. So defensive driving is always important. And as you get bigger, as you get older, you get stronger, you learn more about how to use your body. You know, there's, there's not much of a bigger factor in scoring at any level than the free throw line. I've always said this, it's free. It's a free throw at the basket. Now, I used to go crazy when my mom would always say when I was young, oh, that was a nice throw you had there. That was a really nice throw with the three-pointer. And I'd always say, mom, I don't throw the ball, I shoot the ball. You know, that's an insult if you tell somebody they're throwing the ball. But, uh, you know, that was just her way of saying shooting. I always got a kick out of that. But in this case, a free throw is a free shot. It's a free throw at the basket. No defense. And anything free in life is supposed to be easy. Here you go. No strings. No strings attached. So defensive driving equals free throws. Physical equals free throws. And free throws equal points. And, well, you know how it goes. The team that scores the most points wins the game, of course. Captain Obvious. So put a bow around it right here. What is the end goal of any driver? Think about it. It's to get home safely. And it's the same thing on the basketball court. You want to return home safely. Uh, finish the game. Be assertive, not reckless. And that's important when it comes to foul trouble, just like tickets on the road or, you know, hopefully nothing beyond tickets, no uh, arrests or anything. But uh, you want to you return home safe. You want to finish the game. You don't want to use hopefully any fouls at all by being reckless. You know, you can't control the refs. You want to be an efficient driver. You don't want to ever get to the point where you're just uh, you're out of control. Return home safe. And last but not least, just like driving on the road as young people uh, for years and years and years, just continue to learn as they get older, repeat the process the same way every time. I'm Eric Shirk, bringing you once again the Monday Morning Assist. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. And don't forget to check out teachhoops.com Thanks for listening to Monday Morning Assist, brought to you by Coach Unplugged and the great people at teachhoops.com for basketball coaches who want to get better. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the show and leave a review. Have a great start to your week. Sports Social Podcast Network With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.